Wine is a lecture, but thanks to Cry Malt, beer is a conversation. And in this conversation, we continue our sweep through Queensland's Sunshine Coast and visit the recently opened Glasshouse Brewery. It was a four-year ordeal for Simon Michelangeli, but late last year he finally opened his brewery, an Italian-inspired eatery in the shadow of the region's famous Glasshouse Mountains. And we find out from Simon what he learned through the fraught process and why he chose his regional location. We also meet his brewer, Brendan Chan, who left his long-term role at Brisbane Brewing to head for the coast and the fishing and the brewing that it offered. Enjoy the conversation. Simon Michelangeli and uh, Brendan Chan, thank you very much for having us to Glasshouse Brewery. You're more than welcome, yeah. Mate, well, I, I guess, Simon, we'll start with you because the, the first uh, you and I spoke was when you had visions for the brewery, and that was a couple of years ago, and then there was a uh, uh, plan to sell um, the, the brewery at one stage, and but we're here sitting in the brewery enjoying a couple of the beers. Do you want to tell us a l- little bit about, I, I, actually, I guess, your background, um, what, what you did before you got into beer, and then uh, we'll go a little bit into the journey into the path to opening a brewery? Absolutely. Um, be happy to. Uh, it was actually four and a half years ago. Four and a half years? Yeah, okay. So it was, uh, it was a long and winding journey. Um, so my, my background is uh, corporate marketing and strategy um, and working for some um, fairly big companies. And then uh, I'd always had a You're allowed to name them. You, you did mention that one of your jobs was once booking jumbo jets to fly the people to ski fields. So we're not talking, you know, um, small companies. No, um, a, a relatively sizable search engine uh, based company. Um, so, uh, yeah, I did work for Google and ANZ and oh, I thought you were going to say Yahoo. <laughs> um, <laughs> Kids probably don't remember. Kids probably don't remember Yahoo anymore. So, uh, Alta Vista. So I, I, I returned to Australia, I worked for, for Google in, um, in Ireland, and um, I came back to Melbourne, where I'm originally from, and worked for a, uh, a large bank uh, and decided that, um, that it was time to pursue a, a more entrepreneurial path. And I started a food business um, in uh, a small laneway in Melbourne. Um, based around um, traditional sourdough Italian focaccia and coffee and had a food truck and launched a a wholesale soup business as well. Um, And then for family reasons, moved to the Sunshine Coast and wasn't sustainable to to keep two Melbourne-based businesses running and um, also be based uh, up here. So, um, So I sort of looked for an opportunity to do something in a similar space up here. And I'd always had um, a real interest in beer from when I started um, home brewing um, 15 years ago. Uh, and the opportunity uh, at this particular location in Forest Glen um, came up when I was approached by uh, the developer of the site that thought a brewery was a good fit. At that point in time, there was only one other brewery uh, on the Sunshine Coast. And uh, I called um, a good friend of mine, Paul Sanders, who I'd met at a, um, at a homebrew competition uh, 12 years prior. We'd always talked about doing something together. And he basically said, yes, on the spot, I want to I build a brewery with you and I, I want to make it happen. 
and things moved very quickly. We, well, was there any discussion? And you know, like it sounds like you just sort of jumped on the idea. Um, was there any discussion about? Well, like, you know, we want to spend, you know, two hundred thousand. We want to spend. Two million. You know, was there any of that sort of discussion, or was it just, "Hey, yeah, I like the idea of opening a brewery"? <laughs> no, look, I, I, I will say that there was a uh, a lot of work that went into the financial modelling, uh, understanding the location, um, both specifically where we are and more generally on the Sunshine Coast. And uh, to be honest, um, one of the the real compelling components of this opportunity was the fact that it is on the Sunshine Coast, and that. Um, at the time, uh, four and a half years ago, uh, the craft scene in Melbourne in particular um, was really hotting up uh, and there was a lot of you know, uh, competition in the market, whereas um, the opportunity on the Sunshine Coast um, was quite different and the market was quite sort of open. So, um, so no, we did actually do uh, what ended up being an incredible amount of research um, and I think what? Some, some might argue too much. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but that's not something to be sneezed at. Um, this morning I was talking to the guys from Heads of Noosa and, you know, they were very deliberative and sort of took a lot of time planning and you know, I think it was a five-year genesis. And meantime, another brewery came in with a similar name and um, the whole canning revolution um, pretty much came on when they decided to, to bottle. So we, we can laugh that sometimes you can overthink things, but um, there is very much a, an advantage to moving. But um, talk to us about some of the reason that it took a, a while to... Uh, to, to come to fruition? Well, so basically we had um, a very clear business model and, and what you um, see today is is pretty much the identical execution of the, the business plan that we, we had four years ago. Um, but unfortunately, um, we had uh, some setbacks in terms of the, the development itself and we, we actually raised what we, we thought we had raised um, the funds pretty readily with um, a group of local people who um, uh, predominantly come from, came from a medical background and um, were really interested in supporting something like this on the Sunshine Coast. And when we, the first kind of sign of um, some, some <clears throat> trouble on the development side, they kind of got cold feet and uh, everything was put on hold. So what sort of troubles on the development side? Uh, so look, some of the um, some of the commitments that um, that the the developer himself had made, um, he wasn't able to kind of follow through on, um, and that sort of question mark about the funding piece, um, then then sort of spooked investors. Basically. Just to paint the scene, we're um, halfway between uh, Caloundra and Mooloolaba. I'm looking at Josh L Navigator, sort of Noosa, so halfway, smack so bang smack bang in the middle of Sunshine, middle of Sunshine Coast, Coast. Mm. but well inland, you're in the hinterland in from the, the beach, um, you're in the shadow of the Glasshouse Mountains, uh, which is the, the brewery, but it's a little um, commercial it was, it development. Was very, very late afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> the shadow has to be quite long before. Just <laughs> and then, so yeah, but it's a, uh, like, if you think of an industrial unit that's got a uh, commercial retail, you've got an organic um, vegetable, you've got a butcher, it's that sort of commercial retail um, precinct, but it's just off the highway, no residents around us that I saw on the way in. Yep. Um, so, so that's the sort of um, place you're in. When you signed your 
um, lease or when, when you signed up for the, for the plan here, what, were the, what was the expectation for what this site um, was to be a great brewing site? Well, I think, um, firstly, we are only 10 minutes from Marichidor and 12 minutes from Malulba. So um, we're actually just down the hill from Budrum. Uh, so there's 80,000 people that live within 12 minutes drive of where we are. And the reality is that uh, on the Sunshine Coast, almost everybody drives to everywhere. Unless they're on a Sunshine Coast craft brewery tour. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. Um, shameless pug for Josh just there. Um, Very exclusive so- <laughs> list. So you have to be pretty lucky to get onto those, those tours. Um, Sign so, up now. But possibly even more importantly, um, this specific precinct uh, was um, already an emerging food destination with the organic marketplace, um, arguably the best butcher on the Sunshine Coast. Uh, there's, um, we're, we're next door to the biggest private school on the Sunshine Coast. Uh, so, Which is always a good market for it, beer. <laughs> it's, it's, also, it's Glasshouse's official position that is the best butcher on the Sunshine Coast. It is. It is okay. it, absolutely. Our, our official position remains that is the best <laughs> it's, it's pretty amazing you man. can quote us on that um, so uh, so we felt um, uh, things stacked up from um, from that point of view and the fact that there's 160 car spaces that we have on site which um, can often be a big challenge for um, a lot of a lot of breweries in sort of semi-industrial areas etc so so we felt pretty confident and we, we still do um, there's, there's a huge amount of development there's 240 townhouses about to be built um, over the road there's a major supermarket that's that's looking like it will be built next door um, so in terms of um, growth both in the immediate vicinity and also more broadly on the Sunshine Coast uh, the numbers stacked up really really well but again like a, a lot of things you're talking about involve you know beer is a product that doesn't lend itself to driving um, so you've got a lot of car spaces you're 12 minutes drive but at the you, you've got a retail outlet you want people to sit in and relax and not have those worries um, did, did you consider that when you were looking at the at the site or was that something that was just part and parcel oh we certainly considered it and we um, considered it and consider it all the way through to our product strategy and the mm-hmm. reason why we have um, the majority of our beers at four and a half percent and under um, so um, you know, our session ale that we've just reformulated at three percent. Um, we think that there's you know a big opportunity um, there. So, um, so that's a big consideration for us. Absolutely. Um, uh, you know, I also since we started this project, Uber launched on the Sunshine Coast, and that has really made um, venues like ours more accessible. So, um, I you know, if you look at all the other breweries, uh, almost all the other breweries on uh, the Sunshine Coast, they're all a drive, whether it be a short or a longer drive. And the reality is that 90 plus percent of people um, get to the breweries on the Sunshine Coast by car. So um, fortunately not everybody drives and that people will often come with friends and uh, there'll be a designated driver. uh, but I also think that this point really influenced our business model in that we have created a very family-friendly venue with a, uh, a menu with broad appeal and um, layout um, and seating um, that's really targeted to make local families um, comfortable and welcome. And, you know, we're not a late-night um, boozy venue. Where... And, and I was going to say on that note, 
there's not a lot in and around um, this part of the Sunshine Coast hinterland that isn't the RSL club, you know, um, sort of club style pub um, where families feel comfortable. There's there's actually nowhere, no other licensed venue um, within three kilometres of where we are. So up in Budrum would be the closest. So, um, and there's uh, a lot of people that live pretty close by um, and we've had fantastic feedback from uh, people that have just said, you know, where have you been? You know, we've been looking for something like this for such a long time. And um, so one of the opportunities for us too is um, to look at delivering pizza, for example, uh, and potentially beer to, to local, uh, local residents. So, so yeah, so I think um, you are correct in that... Um, the location um, means that people do need to drive, uh, but we've 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 built our business um, very cognizant of that and don't really see that as a major impediment to us being successful in this location. Now you did you started to say that the developer didn't quite deliver on his promise, or there were there were some issues around the development. Yeah. So look, um, without going into too much detail. Um, We've never been sued yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was so, more along... Um, there was an expectation of seed funding that didn't right, come through. Right, okay. So the business model, the budget, back to your original question, um, was based on some seed capital from the developer, which didn't eventuate. Right, okay. So the deal that investors signed up for um, um, needed to change, uh, in, in not in a major way, but in a major enough way to, to kind of spook people. Uh, and then we went through a pretty um, horrible process of um, being approached and approaching uh, the wrong people and people that, um, some who um, just love the idea of owning part of a brewery but the actual um, requirement to part with money to do so was, was a little more difficult for them to, uh, to kind of follow through on, um, through to somebody who was uh, basically incredibly misleading and in that we worked with for over a year to fully fund the project and was always a week away from um, from uh, from delivering and form, you know, we formalised the arrangement. There was a small amount of investment and the, the major portion of the funding just never came. You've, you've had other food businesses and you've been involved in a couple of other businesses before you came to this one. Was that experience unique to starting a brewery in a region such as this or is that just a fairly common part of finding money to get a vision um, in, in, in the food and services industry anyway? Uh, so you, your question's around the, the process of fundraising and yeah, the, where, where, the where people promise before. things or trying to find a group of people who are like-minded and get all of the planets to align to get to make the vision. Do you think that that's something that's unique to brewing or have you found or heard of similar experiences just across any similar style business, whether it's food, drink, restauranting? Um, so my, my personal experience has been limited to this, but I have a lot of friends who've started businesses uh, and a number of friends that have raised significant amounts of money. Uh, and I think universally, uh, the feedback is, it's a lot harder than what you think it is. And just because people indicate that they're interested and potentially have the means to invest, um, the process that you need to get through to, uh, for them to be comfortable and for you to be comfortable and um, to have a, a common vision that, that everybody can, can actually invest in 
um, it is really hard and, and you know, the general rule of thumb is that you, know, you might need to speak to 100 people to find the right person and uh, in our experience we probably spoke to more. But fortunately we ended up finding the right people and, um, and you know, we, were, we, were, uh, we're, we were putting the, the project on hold for almost two years uh, and I was ready to walk away uh, and fortunately um, we, we ended up finding the right people and, and I couldn't be happier with where, where, where we've got to. Well, let's turn those red thoughts into green thoughts because we're sitting in a beautiful, uh, sitting, in, uh, sitting in a beautiful venue now. So obviously, it's 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 all come to fruition. There are two very different, uh, distinctly different models for for um, breweries or brew pubs with a retail offering, and that is the brew house is the star of the show and it's on show, or it's kind of it's down the back. I notice you've gone with the sort of it's it's not the hero. Was that uh, a deliberate kind of plan, or was that more about the layout and where your trade waste went and yeah so look I think plumbing. I think um, in our case it was more a practical uh, matter and um, fortunately the building that we're in now um, lends itself quite well to a production brew house and uh, and we actually designed the space um, from a, a hospitality point of view and I think um, having a separate brew house. Uh, that you can see, but um, is you know is kind of cordoned off from your your um, your your main customer area. Uh, certainly, mostly, m- mostly, <laughs> mostly. <laughs> um, uh, actually makes operating both easier. Um, I think, look, in an ideal world, it'd be nice to have um, the brewery slap bang in the middle of of um, of the, the space. Um, uh, but um, the and there's reality great is aesthetic value in that, and there's great kind of. Um, well, that beer you're drinking, you know, that's where it came from kind of thing. You can still say that, even if your brewery is sort of, you know, 500 metres. Well, that's down, right. I mean, look, down it, the it's, it's 20, it's 20, the beer travels 25 metres from, from the brew house to, to the taps. Yeah, so, yeah. so your story know, doesn't change. Is, is that local, though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, semi-local. Semi local. <laughs> I, so, I don't drink anything that's been made more than 10 metres away <laughs> from where I'm sitting at any given time. Yeah, but there you've got special little tap sample taps on each of your fermenters, so that's you know you're, you're cheating. Um, but that's probably a good opportunity, Brendan, to, to bring you into the conversation. Say, because uh, we've had a, a little bit of experience together. We've done some marvelous work together with you as a guest brewer um, at Gabs. Yeah, um, but at that time, I think the first time I spoke to you, you were at, at Brisbane Brew House. Um, how did you get here, Brendan? Because I'm trying to think, we first met when Brisbane Brewhouse was still in Albert Street. Yes. Is that right? And you yes. were the assistant, and that's going back 10... So I started at um, Brisbane Brewhouse, uh, Brisbane Brewing Co, back in 2005. And I was... You must have been 12. <laughs> have you worked outside of the brewing industry? Yes, I was a chef for okay. a while. I ran a few kitchens... Um, I, I worked at Australia Zoo back in the day when I was 17 for uh, nearly two years there, um, back when Steve was still around. Um, yeah, I've, I've been at it a while. I'm, I'm 35 this year, so... I just got to say, like, between Brendan and Wilson Heed, for those who know, like, they've... 
just ageless. Like they just always look like they, you know what, are you actually legally allowed in the brewery or in, in the licence? I couldn't ask for ID <laughs> <Yeah>. yesterday. <laughs> and both of you have got beards as well, oh, but it doesn't know. make you look any older. It just I makes you, I don't know, gives you like a, a, an endearing munchkin quality. Oh, In the nicest possible I'll, I'll take that as a compliment. That's why I said endearing. Um, so so how, did you, how did you manage to find your way up here? Well, uh, my girlfriend was pregnant. I, I had, uh, f- uh, for a while. So you were running away. <laughs> um, he, was, he, was, he was running back home, actually. For, for a did while. Did she come I'm, with you or did you? Like, that is, <laughs> yes. Or did she yeah, track yeah. you so, down? Um, for a while, I've been wanting to move back to the coast. Uh, I've got a boat up here. My dad lives in um, Maroochydore. And anyone who's friends with Brendan on Facebook it is fish. filled with Big fish. fish. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> you, 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 you love the coastal lifestyle there yes. and the water. And so my boat's up here. My dad and I love fishing together. And so being in Brisbane kind of impeded my opportunity to spearfish. So I've, I've long um, wanted to move back to the coast. Then um, my girlfriend becoming pregnant kind of was a catalyst. All my family's up here. Her family's in Noosa. So it just made sense for us to capitalise on free daycare. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's, that's um, fine. Yeah, so I've given plenty of notice um, at Brisbane Brewing Co. And I kind of worked with my successor for a number of months to try and get things um, handing over What's pretty that? well. And, and it's doing quite well there. The, the, you know, the beer's still good. Oh, I was... that's what everyone says since you left. It's been up and up, yeah. But, but was it a hard decision? Because 14 years is a long time, particularly for someone who is still well, only 35. I, I took about a four-year break um, from there in between. And, you know, Sim from now head brewer at uh, Newstead, Newstead yep. he was head brewer when I came back and I worked with him for... I think nearly two years, which was really fun. It was good actually not not being in charge. Like assistant brewer is a pretty good job. <laughs> you don't have to talk to the boss. That's my favourite part. <laughs> so talk us through the. Um, did you come in as the head brewer and you're now the assistant brewer, or the assistant brewer and you're still the assistant brewer? Talk us through. Ah uh, well, because I'm keen to get into like what um, what say do you have in? Yeah, so Paul, what I really want to brew. I, I've never used the word assistant brewer just to uh, just to clarify. I think, um, can, I, can I answer? Can yeah, I answer? yeah, because, yeah please. Um, I did want to go back a step and um, part of what I was referring to in terms of the right people coming together, Brendan's very much part of that. So um, I basically got um, uh, two phone calls and the local barista um, told me about this amazing guy who was moving up um, from uh, Brisbane and... Uh, it turned out that the barista was Brendan's sister, um, but uh, we had spoken to Brendan and that day hired him on, you know, basically on the spot. Um, so, so Brendan um, essentially... Hey, they, they made me write a resume, <laughs> which I was not too keen on, but I did it. That's his corporate background. You've got, got to have a paper trail. got to have a paper trail. It's actually one of the best resumes I've ever, uh, written ever, someone? ever read. <laughs> ever read. No, no. Um, uh, we should make that available on the show notes too. It's it's a great uh, we'll put it up a as great a te- lesson a template. in how to make a very hey, that's, clever resume. That's secret <laughs> stuff. I uh, it took me minutes to write that. Well, and so part of the reason I asked that is that um, 
as as this thing that you know this community that we love so much grows uh, and grows quite dynamically uh, obviously the, the talent pool thins so and I'm not saying that there are breweries out there who you know don't have quality brewers but obviously they can't all be you know a, a, the, the top 10 percent so those who have got somebody who's a young enough but old enough to have been around and learned so much mm-hmm. um, is really quite a valuable asset from the from the business point oh, of view. I mean, hugely, hugely valuable and the quality of our very first beers that you're you're literally tasting now um, is testament to predominantly Brendan's experience. Um, but what I think so we're so fortunate um, to have in, in our case is that um, so Paul, um, who you know, who I worked with from day one, um, uh, has you know um, a PhD in biochemistry, works in microbiology, um, was one of the early. Um, Early students at the Southern Cross University postgrad um, brewing course, okay, yeah. um, and comes with a huge amount of technical knowledge. And then having Brendan join the team with a huge amount of um, really practical knowledge means that um, the combination of those two things uh, has brought something um, I think fairly unique, uh, and you know it certainly um, gives us all a huge amount of confidence that we um, that we can make some great beer. And, and, and I think. You know, we're, we're starting to see that already, even though we're 10 weeks old. Well, and the, you just answered the next question. I was going to say, we better backtrack. And, you know, the first beer, you're talking about the first beers. So just before Christmas? Yeah, so, um, yeah, so we opened the doors last day of November. Uh, and it was never the plan to, to, to start um, brewing pretty much the day that we opened the venue, but it just kind of worked out like that. So, so you didn't have beer in the market beforehand. You didn't. No, no. And, and look, or... if um, if you wanted to ask me what my one key learning over the last four years has been, I take my hat off to um, to our peers down the road um, at your mates. You know that what they um, have been able to achieve by putting a, a great product out to the market and build a community around that and and prove a demand for that product was the one thing that we that we didn't do and. Um, uh, there's a bunch of reasons for that, mainly because all the money that we um, had to invest went into to building the early stages of the project, and then we put it on hold. So, um, so I would have loved nothing more than to the opportunity to put the product out into the market. And certainly, um, Paul's been brewing for years and years, and, and a, a number of the recipes are um, uh, a result of you know, a number of iterations of of, um, of brewing on a small scale. So, so, um, so to that time, without that community base you don't know okay we need a lager a pale ale and a stout or we need a so how did you work out what um, you'd open with well there's a lot of product testing involved in uh in uh in this and um the good thing is that product testing is the most enjoyable part of really of um of uh building a brewery so um you know look the, the marketing person in me um does look at trends and i think uh the product strategy that you see today really was born out of the business plan four years ago and where we saw the market going uh, and we're very fortunate that a lot of the things that we thought would be coming to the Sunshine Coast we're now seeing. So, But that, I mean that, that's interesting because so far today I've been to Heads of Noosa where their launch beer is a Japanese lager, very crisp. Um, then we went to uh, Boiling Pot where they've got a light tropical um, golden ale and they've also got a Munich Hellas. Um, so very clean, crisp. Um, 
the Monday, um, again, launched with a nice lager, and everybody's talked about being a coastal lifestyle, you know, you sort of make beers to the area. And so far, we've had a blackberry sour, black currant, black currant. a blackcurrant um, sour. sour. We've had a Saison, um, and now a, um, the, the, the dark lager. Dark lager, yeah. So uh, are we calling it a Schwartz beer, or is it a dark lager? It's a Czech, Czech style. Czech style, yeah. which is... It's a little maltier than your typical But it's very beer. different from any of the other breweries that we've been to, and... Uh, Yet you sort of say that the Sunshine Coast is sort of moving on. So they, they're quite adventurous beers, and there was an IPA floating around yeah. um, before as well. Um, so they're quite adventurous beers for the Sunshine Coast hinterland in a commercial area, you know, in the middle of nowhere with a school up the road. Sure. Um, uh, I, which I'll, is not a part of our marketing strategy. No, no, no. no, 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 no just to clarify. A short, um, short pants stout or something for the winter. <laughs> Um, so I should point out firstly that you have skipped our 3% session ale and our pale ale. So, um, so well, 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 no, I should point out that we didn't skip those. You haven't served them. Up oh, there. okay. Right. Well, <laughs> they're in the, oh, no. All right. Well, we'll have to do something True. about that. These are my, our more adventurous beers that you're trying right now. Um, but that is, uh, not necessarily, um, where we see the volume. Um, and, uh, I would say that, you know, I, I think in terms of where we see the opportunity in the local market, it is in that um, our session ale and our pale ale as being the, the volume sellers. So it's it's a fine balance. Uh, and you're asking about you know what we've done in terms of um, developing the product strategy. Uh, it's a fine balance because you, being a brewery, want um, some pretty serious beers, and for people who seek you out as a as a craft brewery to have crafty beers, uh, and that's the you know. Um, the reason why you're drinking the beers that, that you've just mentioned. Um, at the same time, the success of our business really is about local families coming on a regular basis and uh, and they're not necessarily looking for um, hoppy, multi beers. Um, so, but yeah. some the, the family comes in, can they, can they take away a mixed six pack that you know, perhaps they've got friends or rallies from overseas coming over or, or is it just what's available? Nearly. <laughs> so, but that is ask us, so ask that, us next week. Okay, so that is in the plan. And yeah. the second part of the question: in the ten weeks, what's the demographic been so far? Who's who's found you? Given that, and I ask that because, like you say, compared to your mates, you haven't had that opportunity to build your community and then kind of almost pre-sell for when we open the doors. Mm. So, you opened the doors ten weeks ago. Who's been through? We've had a really diverse customer base through and um, there's certainly people asking for their names um, <laughs> yes name there's, names there's certainly people that um, that have come because we happen to be the newest brewery on the Sunshine Coast and um, and are seriously into their craft beer um, but um, as I guess we'd forecasted uh, in terms of the, the people that make up the majority of our customer base, it's people that live five to ten minutes away um, who have kids that go to the local school or um, happen to work down the road. And um, So I'm popping in to do some shopping while old mate at the butchers is Frenching my, um, my lamb rack for me. Yep. You know what? I might just duck over for a sneaky session art. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, certainly more and more of those customers are coming in. You know, and, and part of our strategy is to have an offer that, that stems from 7am in the morning um, all the way through to the evening. So we're working um, with uh, an amazing baker who will do a range of fresh bread and pastries and uh, baking bread with our spent grain. Um, our coffee's locally roasted uh, and you know, we have um, 
naturally strong daytime trade in this location. So, um, so you know, whether the people come to buy a coffee and a, and a, um, a baguette, uh, or whether they come to buy a six pack of beer that will soon be available, for us it's, um, it's about um, getting people here and sharing what we do and, um, and you know, um, welcoming everybody. So I'm taking this is the mid-strength? That's the mid-strength. The mid-strength that we're, uh, we, we've just been served, so without any prompting no. whatsoever. <laughs> and that's lovely. Like, I, I can see why um, that would be, you know, it's very popular. It's just a very nice... Yes. Everything you've tried is at most the first beer we've brewed on this system. Right. Um, so there are... There's a little bit of ironing to do. They're not quite as polished as I would like them to be. But I hope you would agree that they're all quite good. And, you know, we're, we're trying I, to... I'd agree that they're quite good. Quite good. Thank you. That's good. Let's not ask too much. <laughs> the, the Saison I'm particularly proud of. I think that's, that's really good. And the, the um, Fruit Sour, I think, hits the mark uh, pretty well. Nice balance of sourness. Big fruit character, which I think is important. Um, I think a little too often people are scared off by the expense of fruit, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so what, 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 <laughs> there, there, there was a meaningful exchange of glances that radio just doesn't pick up. You know, he didn't spend much on hops on that beer, so <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, um, I'm happy with his like parents coming from the organic grocer. No, yeah, they're, well, they're not yeah. organic, but full wet fruit. I mean, we are we are sourcing um, we are also sourcing some local fruit for our next next batch, and we would like to um, to that on an ongoing basis. So yeah, I've got um, a good price on raspberries. So our next sour beer, which will be brewed next week, will be have raspberries in it. The recipe will be much the same. Uh, raspberries have a little bit more kick to it, so I'll be dialing back the quantity of fruit a little bit. Um, to the bean counter's delight. <laughs> Sorry, the bean counter being the guy sitting beside you. Oh, I, I, think no, he's, no, I think he's referring to me. Would, the I man would. to whom you've been shooting so many sideways glances, <laughs> his eyes have come out of their sockets. So Simon, before we go, um, given that you're hoping that um, the locals, the 80,000 who live around, are going to be, the, I guess, the core of your business, that gives you, you know, a good solid base to work from in terms of your core range but does it also mean that you know we're going to need to up our game and keep doing different seasonals involving um, you know perhaps other local groups or growers or producers as well? Absolutely I think that's um, that's almost a given as um, as a, a craft brewery particularly in a regional location so um, any business I think it's important that you keep things fresh and you always have something new and something to talk about uh, but um, going back to your original question about um, you know, I think you were asking really about two models where you know you've got a, a venue plus a brewery versus a, 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 a venue a, that a, happens to have a brewery yeah there. so I think um, for us the model that um, th- that was born out of this location and um, the opportunities we see it is having a, um, a sizable venue um, that enables us to showcase our product and also hopefully will um, become quite a strongly cash flow positive business then allows us to, um, to grow and expand, um, particularly from a package point of view over time. Yeah, that's certainly where, 
where we've positioned ourselves and where, um, when looking at the numbers, what um, our investors are, are most comfortable with. Um, and, you know, it's been a very short um, time that we've been open, but um, certainly what we've expected to see is pretty much, um, is pretty much what's happening now, which, which, is, which is very encouraging. Well, we'll have the address and all your details in the show notes, but uh, I'm a bit let you get back to it. Brent, should should also uh, talk about our flash bloody tasting paddles. Yeah, paddles, oh, yeah, have paddles you, very have impressive. You, you guys would have seen a few paddles in your time. Best on coast. They're pretty impressive. And obviously they've got the, the little um, acrylic stripe there for, it's, to it's write stone. down. It's stone. It's stone. Just, just like the Glasshouse Mountains, no, it's made of stone. Oh, there we go. <laughs> very impressive. I think still the fixation uh, paddle still probably clubhouse leader, but oh. this is this is a close second. That's, well, that's they're, right. they're pretty impressive. Uh, we better let you get back to it. Thanks very much for having us. Thanks Simon and thanks Brendan. Thank from you. Glasshouse Brewery. Thanks, gents. Yeah. Once again, we thank Josh Donahoe from Sunshine Coast Craft Beer Tours for putting together our tour. If you're on the Sunshine Coast, we can't think of a better way to visit the region's breweries or a more engaged host. You can find a link in the show notes. We also thank Rallings for making this show possible. While we have been focusing on their canned sleeves in past episodes, you can speak to them about all of your beer labelling needs. Even if you have an established supplier, have a chat to Rallings label stickers and packaging to find out how their flexibility can make your job easier. Call Rallings on 1300 852 235. Don't forget, if you like what we do at Radio Brews News, you can help us out in a number of ways. You can sponsor the show, either by a small monthly contribution or through a one-off donation. You can find details in the show notes. You can review our podcast on iTunes or your favourite podcasting service. Let us know what you think and help others discover the show. Finally, you can tell us directly what you think by sending an email to producer at brewsnews.com.au. All letters received will receive a Brews News bottle opener. And thanks to our good friends at Beer Cartel, the letter of the week will receive a mixed six-pack of Australian craft beer. When Brews News cast and crew are buying online, we buy at Beer Cartel. We love hearing your thoughts on the stories we cover because beer is a conversation. And we look forward to another conversation next week. Mm-hmm.